Hello and welcome to We're Listening, a podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we are looking at Season 3, Episode 1, She's the Boss, in which Frasier goes head-to-head with the station manager, who seems every bit the match for him in more ways than one. There you go, Kay, look at that. Kay, in this episode, music, classical music becomes a stickler for Frasier and Kay. I want to ask you, do you have a favourite piece of classical music? Uh... Don't worry if you don't. Any instrumental music is fine at this point. I don't mind... Uh, there is that one bit of classical music I like, but I don't really remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind like Holtz. Is it is it Holt who did the planets? Holst's planets, yeah, Holst's Mars planets. and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. John um, Williams basically made a career ripping off the planets. I yeah, mean, that's much. probably sacrilegious to a lot of Americans listening, but I mean, just listen to the planets. It's literally the Star Wars soundtrack. Yeah. Um, um, <clears> and <throat> I don't mind like Rides of the Valkyries. That's all right. Yeah, bit of bit of Wagner. Um, but by and large, I'm not a huge, not a huge listener. Guy. No. Well, I, or if I listen to it, I'm not one of those people who goes, "Oh yeah, that, that concerto in 1953." <laughs> I, I just like, yeah, that's a decent bit of music. That is. And like... I'm I'm absolutely the same. I just think instrumental classical music. I just like it if I like it. If I don't, I don't. I'm not too big on like let's dig into the composers and which philharmonic orchestra did this. Um, I love Claire de Lune by uh, Debussy. Is it Debussy? Um, I never know how you say it. It's Debussy or Debussy or however you meant to say his name. That You'd know that if you don't know it by name. I know the name, yeah. And, and if you let's say you play the music, I'd know the music. It's on a lot of adverts and films. Um, that's a really nice piece. And there's one called um, another one, Eric Saty, Sarty. I never know how to pronounce his names, but it's another one. I'm not going to pronounce It's French. It's like Gymnopédie or something. We'll just you... pissed off an entire nation. <laughs> <laughs> you would honestly, you'd know that one as well. That's in loads of films. Um, it's it's so good. That so yeah, I'd be interested to see what listeners like because I imagine liking Frasier, there's probably plenty of people here who like classical instrumental music. Um, I mean, I listen to a lot of instrumental stuff, but it's mostly like contemporary composers, like electronic, ambient stuff like that. Um, yeah, not a whole lot of like Beethoven and Mozart and that's like, that kind of thing. I, mean, I don't mind like Beethoven's fifth. Mm. Is that the one that's da 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 da? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That, I remember and... a really cool fact that um, I had a lecturer who who's written on Beethoven and like literature and stuff. And that's like called the Fate Symphony or something. Like it's that's the nickname because that sound is meant to be the sound of fate knocking on the door. Like da 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 da. That's what it's meant to like, and symbolize. And what's that? It's not, not grain slaves. No. Um, it's. I, I thought it was like one of Beethoven's because obviously. Um, oh, that, is, that, that, is that, this, that the ninth? Ninth I symphony. Think, I think it is because like um, when Frazier makes up his song and he was like. They went in singing it. It was a flagrant rip-off of like it's, Beethoven's... I think it's the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. Because the ninth like, we I think are the most men are da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, listeners get in touch with your favorite classical music or instrumentals, we'd like to hear it. But before we get into the review key, shall we jump into trivia corner? Let's do it. Excellent. Right, we've been sent in a usual batch from Corey and Hamish with their, uh, their little group of, of quiz masters as well. Um, so let me just get these up. I normally open with Cam Winston's for you. So here they are. Question numero uh, okay. okay. What would have happened if Frasier had trouble taking orders from a woman? Oh, is this where he says, like, um, I have no problem taking orders from a woman if I didn't 
Frederick would never have been conceived. That is what I'm looking for. Frederick would never have been conceived if he did have trouble. Well played. Great line as well. Um, Frazier and Kate argue about whether Bartok's concerto is in C or D minor. Who is correct? Uh, do we actually find out? In, I'm going I'm, I'm to leave it up to... I don't want to sway you, Kay. I think you should... Uh... I, I didn't think it was like resolved, but I'm going to say that Kate is correct because... Mm-hmm. He gets the quote wrong later in the episode about um, well, the worst things is getting what we want, and the other worst thing is not getting well, all the way around. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he says it's sure and it's Oscar Wilde. And then when she points it out, he goes, Oh, well, when you get something wrong, um, I'll be on you like a sumo wrestler or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that that means Kate must have been right earlier on and he was wrong. And I think she said, See. I think she does say C, and I was yeah. I'm always with you that she is right, but Hamish has put neither are correct. It's oh. never specified. Um, as in not in the episode, in in, oh. in real in real terms, it's never specified what, what key it's in. Um I, I don't understand how that's possible. It surely it has to is, be is in a just like okay, we're gonna just um go. We're for just it, gonna lads. play any <laughs> we're gonna play anything we want. Um so Bartok's concerto. <laughs> Hmm. I'm just I'm just looking oh, it up on Wikipedia. Classical music I do kind of like. Um, it's not really classical music, but I was watching the episode of The Simpsons, Homer Palooza, the other day. Yeah. And um, one of the bands gets the like they accidentally get I think they get high in order. They book the London um, Symphony Orchestra, mm. and they start doing Insane in the Membrane or something like that. Oh on, yeah, man. And that was quite catchy. That is <laughs> that a catchy counts. song. Okay, I've just got on Frasier Online, which is an old forum. They put, at some point, Kate and Frasier argue over the key of Bartok's concerto. Um, Frasier says it's D minor. Kate says it's C. The problem is that it's both. they're both wrong. It's in F minor. Some experts oh. are. Um, then it says, I found a few places that states it's in F minor, but there really is not a key signature in the piece, so it kind of shifts keys. I think, ultimately, it must be one of the concertos that moves around. It probably changes key. Um, so... It probably starts on F minor and changes key at some point, but I mean it has to have keys in it. Like you can't have a piece of music without can, a key. Can you not just like rock up and go, okay, lads, we're gonna do this in D. <laughs> just just do well, you could, you know, <laughs> that would be fine. Um, but yeah, interesting, good food for thought there from Hamish. Um, so if anyone's got any more light to shed on that. Question three, key to bring it home. Originally, why did Kate quickly become Roz's idol? Roz mentions that she's her idol. Oh, is this the bit where she comes in and she's telling them all about the new station manager and she says that she's like a complete psycho perfectionist and everyone's scared of her and she's like my idol. Phenomenal, okay. Psycho perfectionist in particular is absolutely bang on phrasing there. I literally finished watching this episode as you sent me the link for this soon. No so, way. Yeah. Man, I like watched it like midnight last night because I was like, oh no, I've been, I'm panicking. I've not read it. I've not watched it in time. I'm going to have to watch it in the morning and I won't have time. And um, So yeah, I was, I'd was i had a lot of beer and I was just watching it at midnight in my room. <laughs> so spacing out. Um, trivia from Hothouse Orchid. How many times does Frasier say sex when pandering to the lowest human instinct? Okay, so when would... Okay, so are we talking about him when he says... We're going to be talking about sex, 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 sex. Or yeah. is it all of the, all of that scene, however many times he says sex in that scene? I think it's however many times he says it in that scene because I was counting the sex, 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 sex. And think that only it, got me so far. I think it's six if you just count that. That's how many I counted. I counted seven there. Sex, oh, okay. sex, 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 sex. Okay, could have been seven. I think it's seven. I, okay. Actually, no, maybe it's six. I don't know. 
Um, but if we're adding on the extras, I see because I considered having that as one, so I know that one. Well, I've thought okay. I knew that one, maybe not. Um, but I didn't count for the rest of the scene, so it's going to be a complete shot in the dark. We've just said the word sex so much. It's some kind of it's, record. It's lost all meaning. Now. It has. <laughs> um, I'm going to say either 11 or 12, and it's a complete shot in the dark. I will say 11. Nine. I've got nine here. I think it's, according to KACL, it's seven times when he does it in the list. But okay. he also says, like, before that, he's like, uh, who wants to talk about... No, no, that's part of the list. Who wants to talk about sex? I think he says it... I think he says it again after that. Like, we want to know... If you're having sex, I want to know if you're having it right now or something like that. But yeah, I've got nine. Okay. So you were close. You were close, guys. Trivia from Niles Crane. No, Niall Crane, rather, with the S in, in parentheses. How many coffees do you see at KACL on the second night Frasier and Raza working nights? Ooh, me like it. My first thought is you see two. I thought you see one. I don't notice any, so. This I, remember, I remember seeing two because I think I like sort of reddish sort of coloured cops. And I know they've both definitely got one. Mm. I'm just wondering if you could have had maybe others in the background to show that it's not their first cup of coffee each, that they've had multiple cups to stay awake. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely at least two, but now I'm thinking, could there be more? It I'm is gonna, the late shift, Kay. I'm going to say four. So they've each had already had one and they've both got a current one. Right, six. They, six. Six, 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 six. <laughs> they are really going for the coffee there. Um, yeah, I really love those takeaway Novosa mugs. Um, incidentally, love, love, love the actual Novosa mugs, which we know Preston has has one um, in his collection. Uh, they are just amazing. Um, brilliant. So that's the three from uh, from Hamish and, and a couple from uh, from Niall Crane and Hothouse Orchid. Do you want to ask me yours, Kate, before we bring it to a close with MK? Yeah, so question number one. Mm, bring it on. What make is Martin's gun? If you can get specifically as much detail as you can about Martin's gun. Uh, it's a Colt, um, either a 45 or a 38. I think a 38 is more like a revolver. So I think it may be a Colt 45. No, maybe not. Um, something single magazine or stacked single stacked magazine. Oh, there's one other detail that I'm missing here. It probably isn't even a Colt 45, but that's that's what I've got. That's what I'm going with. Well, that's a phenomenal effort, mate. Well done. Really? I've got here in my notes, Colt 45 ACB with single stack magazine. ACB, that's the one. I wonder if that means like all caliber bullets or something. Or... I have no idea. I might have misheard it, but that's what I wrote down. Someone will definitely be able to tell us. Um, we um, have a large American contingent listening. There's one. I mean, do you know the who? Who obviously Colt guns? Do you know who the founder of Colt? Was? Is it? Is it? I want to say Samuel Colt. It is. And do you know the quote? It's uh, quite a famous quote. Oh uh, no, I will yes. remind me. Um, God made all men, but Samuel Colt made all men equal. Wow, that's such right. a chilling line is it's uh, haunting isn't it when you actually look at the the ramifications of the gun in history like nothing has ever had that effect like in yeah. in the entire of humankind that is the one invention that basically changed everything forever i mean um, the wheel is he's not pleased with you right here <laughs> it's not but i mean i think we'd have we'd have eventually got by without the wheel it sucked but i mean you make a there pushing a square cart <laughs> Like, God, my back is killing me. <laughs> I could just see me pushing it. Going, God, I wish someone would shoot me right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that is a sketch and a half right there, man. We're wasted here. <laughs> okay, what's your next question for me later on? Okay, what year 
I think it was the year it was commissioned, but what year was Bartok's concerto? Ooh, oh man, they say this, do they, in the in the episode? Yeah, she says, uh, I don't, I think, she, I'm not sure if she says commissioned or played for the first time, but she says that it was, I think, I'm going to butcher this now, Sierge Kuskowski or something like that at the Boston Symphony oh, yeah. Orchestra, and she gives a year. I'm going to be way off here, but for some reason in my head, I have like the 1950s, so I'm going to say like 53. Oh, well. Oh, my God. How close was I? 1943. Oh, And why it was such a big one is that I actually wrote down 53. Yeah. And just before we came on, I checked KACL, and KACL says 43. So I went back and checked the episode, and it is 43. So Holy hell. But, I mean, I love that we were on the same wavelength. We we heard the wrong thing together, which is weird. (laughs) Um, Oh, man, that was close. Okay. Last question. Let's roll. Can you get three out of three? Okay, can After I? After season three with a perfect Three start, out of three? Possibly. Are you going to give me the last one? Oh, wait, no, yeah, you're right. You got one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> can I get two out of three? <laughs> okay, what type of dog did Eddie fight with? A Doberman. A Doberman, yes. Yeah, baby. Two out of three. <laughs> Not bad showing for old Kaz here. He never does very well. Um, okay, let me get uh, MKs up for you, um, and we can bring things to a close with Corey. Okay, here we go. Question I'm hoping none of these have been have been repeated. Um question one as key swigs from his pint glass of squash to get into the uh, <laughs> to get into the headspace. Daphne claims which channel gets better reception thanks to Eddie's cone of shame when he sits next to it. Oh, I think I might know this. I oh, it, I did know this one. Is it channel 5? Yes it is, man. I channel 5 is a bit of a Bit of a strange one in the UK, I think. It's kind of the, the channel I associate where programs go to die a little bit. Pretty <laughs> like, much. Nothing I, good is ever on Channel 5. Honestly, I don't even remember ever watching anything on Channel 5. Sometimes that... like the odd Sunday afternoon film used to be okay. Um, like, channel 4 used to be very good for the mornings and sometimes daytime television if you're off. Yeah. BBC One was like a Saturday night and... Um, probably similar for ITV to be honest but Channel 4 was definitely my favourite growing up as a kid but I think that's just because of the Simpsons um, yeah. but I mean generally it always had slightly edgier shows on it um, okay question 2 key who is the imagined name Frasier uses for the hypothetical caller in Kate's office I think is it Bob who's just been unemployed he's just been sacked he's lost his job but he can't help him. So why doesn't he have an affair with his neighbor's wife? And then he can call up on Monday about the infidelity. <laughs> that that... Wha- Honestly, gay man. Like, <laughs> eidetic memory. Absolutely spot on. I completely forgot this scene. So I did not realize it was Bob. So well played. Okay. And finally, Key, what is the assumed chief commodity of the advert during Frasier's first late night show? Oh, I do know this. I really like just the way he says, like, um, I, I think it's something to do with paint. I think it's something to do with paint. Okay, take a bow, my son. Three out of three there. Um, and how did you do on, on, on Hamish's? I think you did pretty well there, too. Maybe two out of three, or... Was it two uh, out of four, maybe? Or you got Psycho Perfectionist. You got Frederick. So, yeah, two out of three. And then, unfortunately, you didn't get the bonus ones from Hot House and Nile Crane. But we can't we can't all be winners, Key, every week. Um, <laughs> but a really good show. It's a well-played. Um, right, let's hop into the review animation watch i'm so excited key was was this like a shooting star or yes it like, was yeah and a unique one as well i don't think we've had this uh correct me if i'm wrong but no i don't think it. so no because i actually thought when i put the episode on i thought oh i've put the wrong disc in or something because i 
they all look so different from the end of season two. I was like, oh, have I put in season three? Have I put in season four by mistake? Yeah. They all seem to have aged. Massively <laughs> so. Um, and also, good news is that for some reason, the disc tray on my computer, my computer's fairly new, never, ever got the disc tray working before. Um, I it, it literally hasn't worked since I got it. And I managed to just get it working. So now I can actually watch the episodes via my box set instead of having to get a crap stream up so I can see them in all their HD quality. Um, so yeah, the animation looked particularly crisp. Um, this week um, it's raining in this episode so immediately I was on board um, I completely forgot this is one of the episodes where it rains um, and Eddie's obviously been fighting with the Doberman I think I mentioned this before but someone recently did compile a, a thread on Reddit about all the episodes that feature rain which I really enjoyed um, they were trying to crowdsource all the episodes where it rains on um, I hope I can't remember if this one was on it I feel like it was um, but you could quite easily forget but yeah, what do you make of this kind of opening in the apartment, Kay, and, and Eddie's little fight? Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's all right. I feel like there's there's not a huge amount to the start for me. It's mm-hmm. um, it it's very much. I feel like we often talk about season openers and how they're like sort of mini pilots in a way, and it does feel like that. Like the, for me, it's very much setting the scene and sort of setting the characters a little bit again because. You know, they're talking about Eddie and then um, just the way that Frazier's getting ready is, oh, the new station manager wants a meeting with everyone. It, for me, it feels a bit like a, a just a bit like a pilot in sort of opening scene. It's it's a strange one for me. It just it, it explains everything very much so. No, mm, oh, I, I get that. Um, it only really just dawned on me as well. The fact that why does Elliot Baytowers allow pets? Again, is this explained? Because it seems so prestigious. Eddie's there. A Doberman is there. Um, just seems to upmarket a place to allow pets. But, you know, the Montana doesn't allow pets. And I mean, it's not a million miles away from Elliot Bay. So, yeah, just something that I was kind of ruminating on a little bit. Um, I think we've maybe took for granted that Eddie's passage into Fraser's life is very unimpeded. Is it also, is it a bit weird that um, no one questions the fact that Eddie's just, you know, a dog needs exercise and stuff, but he spends a lot of his time on like up in the sky, you know, no, no garden or anything. I just, yeah. I mean, they take yeah. him for walks a lot, but I mean, still, you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel safe with him on the balcony. Like, you know, you could just jump on a chair and then boom, you're off, you know, <laughs> chock, chock, chocks away. Um, so pretty scary. Pretty dark um, bonus episode. You're right. <laughs> Uh, Martin with some pretty dated, slightly sexist advice about taking orders from women, like men resent it. Again, there is a kernel of truth in there, not speaking from my experience, speaking for general, you know, the people I know in my life. And, you know, it's a definitely a generational thing. I think it's it's far less, well, I don't want to say it's far less an issue with our generation because there's still going to be misogynists that are our age. But um yeah it's just that it is it's slightly dated advice but i get where he's coming from from his generation see to me this is really dated like yeah, yeah. i i wouldn't i don't know i mean I've, I've worked for more women i'd say than i've worked for men in my life and likewise i don't know anyone anyone that i know that would have an issue taking like orders from a woman or having a boss who's a woman i, just, I always preferred it weirdly I, don't, I just got on with them better i just i don't know for me it just depends on the boss and whether they're a good boss or not. exactly like a good, good man like, manager you know and i just i find it really weird that freight i mean obviously martin says you know we don't like taking orders from women yeah resent it and and fraser whilst he doesn't he, he obviously denies that at the beginning 
he's very much of a similar view later on when he talks oh, about time, yeah. you know he, your whole sex can just put a sock in it and things like that when he speaks yeah that it. i've got a point there that was a bit out of place as well it's um I, it is really dated for me and I, I don't know maybe it is you know this this uh episode came out i think in 1995 so you know we're looking with 26 years later on this year still seems a bit like pushing the edge there in the 90s yeah yeah, it doesn't sit comfortably and and i don't think i think it's a weird episode this one i don't think anyone actually comes off as likable in this episode at all i Mm. think most of the characters are fairly unpleasant in one way that's a that's a good claim i love that we can unpack that as we go. Um, <laughs> I love Daphne's line here. When I first worked at America, I worked at a convenience store, but she knows all about the guns. Like, you know, you literally can buy assault rifles from Walmart, you know. It's it's, it's, it's nuts. weird. It's, we don't, we, yeah. we don't want to get into gun control here because, you know, it's, it's, it's completely different and, you know, we're not qualified to talk about it. But from the outside looking in, I think Americans can at least sympathise with us in the UK, yeah. for example, that it's it's nuts for us. Right, when we've had... The only time I've ever even seen a gun, a real gun, is after when we've had like some kind of attack. So, for instance, Manchester a couple of years ago and things like that. And you, and if you're going to, say, Birmingham City Centre, you might occasionally see armed police. That's the, the only aftermath. time I ever see them, yeah. And even then, like I can't keep my eyes off the... Like, the guy with a gun like i'm just wandering around where is he he he, he ain't moved he hasn't moved just so you all know he hasn't moved big assault rifle Um, and i just i can't feel at ease and it's it'd be so weird in america like i just i it would be so weird mm. as an outsider like to go to america and see everyone just like carrying it i'm now over generalizing not but you know what i mean no i get it i get it um it is nuts um but you know there's there's two sides to every coin and we're not here to be to be partisan uh, Baldar going mental here, and we have some new sets in the back room of KACL. I don't think we've ever seen this place before. Then we have uh, Kate's office in a moment. Fairly certain we've never seen this before because it's much bigger than Ned Miller's, and that's the only time we were ever into another. Is it and, different from Ned Miller's office? Is it? It looks much bigger to me. Like when you actually go into Ned Miller's office, I mean, one, obviously it's all been decorated and it's a different paint yeah. job, but like there's no, that it's much wider. Like the, the from the distance from the door. Is- Plus the door in Ned is the door on a different side. It's, yes, it would yeah. be on the if, if if I was standing in Kate's position by the desk, I think with Ned Miller the door was on the right, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this right. time it's in front of her. Yeah, so it's it's much more spacious. Um, but yeah, just Baldur going nuts. Say, uh, you know, on about talking to his mom. You know, I promised her a new pacemaker. Do you think she'll notice if I say I meant to say pasta maker? <laughs> um, a really bad joke, but I really liked it. Um, Gil is there. Uh, just a rarity. I forgot he was here. Um, he has a couple of funny moments. His facial expressions are hilarious. Um, but yeah, I just generally, this is quite a nice little ensemble moment. Father Mike getting fired. I'd forgot oh, all about this. God. It's like she says, my ratings are low. My ratings are down. Question, right? And it, yeah. it may not be yet, but in this episode, when he's standing mm-hmm. in the corridor and he's when talking to Kate, Frasier. when they both, yeah, Frazier's in the corridor and they both rearrange Frazier's picture. Yeah. On the other side, there's a picture of a there's a photo of another talent. Is it Father Mike or is it Chopper Dave? Oh my God, I didn't know. It's because I, I've asked you that question. I think in a previous um, ages ago, and I think it was Bulldog in a previous episode. It was Bulldog in a previous one. In this mm. one, I think narrowing it down, I thought it was either 
Father Mike or Chopper Dave, and I wasn't 100 percent sure which. I guess it makes sense to be Father Mike. Chopper Dave, I think, is long gone. I think he's uh, the last helicopter out of Saigon. <laughs> I think he's he's losing history now. But Father Mike, yeah, it would have made sense because he's in this episode a bit. But he has just been fired, so why'd I leave his picture up? Yeah, it's kind of rough. Because it's on the night shift, so mm. I don't know. It's, not, it's kind of rough on old FM. Oh, um Kate Costas is introduced here. It's a very, it's a very sudden fall from grace for Val Mike because, like, the end of last season, he could buy and sell for it. Now he's gone. He's out the door. (laughs) Well, he's taking a cruise. (laughs) He's not taking a cruise anymore. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, BB's amazing in that episode. God, Kate Costas introduced. I mean, we we've said pretty much from the outset we're not huge fans of Kate, but I will say, rewatching this episode, I enjoyed the episode a lot more than I thought I would. And other than a few weird deliveries from her, which is just par for the course, she wasn't all that bad. You know, I, I like the way she says, I love what you're doing, you know, to phrase and she's like, but it can be better. And then one of the best deliveries of the episode is how to improve my show. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tall order. <laughs> um, I just think their interaction's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I came into this episode with really low expectations. Yeah. And it therefore exceeded my expectations. It was much better. Kate wasn't as annoying as I remember her being. <laughs> High but praise. I, in fairness, though, I don't think my, my critique of Kate isn't really from this episode. There's an episode in a few episodes' time which just tarnishes my view of her. Um, bad boy and dirty girl. Bad boy and dirty girl. And now I can't one. see her as anything else. And... Sex, 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 sex. <laughs> um, but there are some bits I really like. Uh, but there's, yeah, I, I, just, I don't think anyone's particularly nice in this episode but like, i don't think she's a particularly good boss but by the same time fraser's not a good employee like no i think both the importance is communication and they don't have community it's just two egos going against each other in this episode that's the yeah. problem but like her initial ideas are perfectly fine like a theme episode that's that's quite a good idea um, yeah yeah and I kind of get Fraser's umbrage with that a little bit because it does commercialise it a bit. But also, there'd be plenty of people out there that could call in. And they'd probably be more inclined to call if there was a theme show because then they're going to be speaking with people suffering from similar issues. They yeah. won't feel so alone. Yeah, and I think that... I don't... I mean, given that he's fine with the... He's already commercialised his profession by becoming a radio psychiatrist. He so. has, and advertising paint. <laughs> yeah, advertising paint <laughs> and having frisbees and all this because, mm. um, what is it? We want to sit on, toss and wear, Fraser Crane? Everyone should be tossing it, wearing it, sitting on it. <laughs> yeah. um, so <clears throat> on, in, in terms of our initial points, Kate is right and Frasier is wrong. But it's just the way they both then go about it for the rest of the episode makes me dislike both of them. Yeah, I do think Frasier is a, a, a professional most of the time. You know, I would say he's someone we can say is a constant professional. So his reaction does seem a bit much. And obviously, at the end of this episode, he isn't a constant professional. He's taking the piss with the, the sex show. Um, but yeah, I think he's he's too quick to rally against her, I think. Um, just at the end of this scene where they're in her office, right? He t- his last line is, listen, lady, I'm not changing my show. That's... You imagine talking to your boss like that. That's... Is that is that when he's, is that the last one when he's in the office or when he's trying to do the, um... oh no, it's at the very end, isn't it? When he comes no, to the no, compromise no, this with is, her. This is, yeah, a, yeah start. Um... Jeez, so that is a lot. 
Yeah. Um, but that said, I do absolutely love the bit where he comes to, he comes into the office and she's on the phone and says, no, no, not there, by the bookcase. And he picks up the chair. His acting is so good there. Because I've done something like that with a boss of mine. <laughs> in the, I was in the office and uh, my boss called me. Mm. Uh, and we can move our desks up and down so that you can either sit down at your desk or you can stand. Oh, yeah, they're desk. quite cool. I like them. And I was on my, the phone to my boss and I thought, oh, I'll stand up. So I moved the desk up. And as she was on the phone to me, she went, get down. And I immediately just sat up. <laughs> And then she went, oh, sorry, my cat just jumped up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I knew, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I just, I, I didn't think you'd suddenly hated my standing desk. <laughs> uh, so I was I mean, in flashbacks to that while he was on this scene. I can imagine. I mean, that's easily done. I, I mean, he mentions a sump pump here, sucking on the sump pump of sensationalism yeah. or something. Yeah. Someone mentions this in Listener Mail, and we'll hopefully get to that. Um, slightly different format for Listener Mail this week and going onwards, but we'll explain that later. So we'll try and read this comment out for context. But someone does mention this. This isn't my point. Um, he he didn't know what a sump pump was in season one, was it? It's like, yeah, you know, if you need one, trust you'll, me, you'll, you'll know. know. Yeah. <laughs> now he's using it in a metaphor. So, you know, he, needed sump, one. <laughs> he did need one. His sump pump knowledge has gone flying up. Um, I mean, what's his name? Kate's delivery of I'm the boss, so pucker up after that line. Quite like that. It's quite funny. Um, again, you know, it's that kind of quintessential delivery from her, which can be grating and it can be funny. Um, and then a great bit from Roz when she's like, who cares? Is this when she's like, when when does she say this? Is this when they're back in the booth and they've had a particularly bad show? She kind of like screams into Fraser's face, who cares? Oh, is that when it's, um, they're on, he's like, oh, who's our next caller, Roz? That's it, and yeah. Goes, well, who cares? It's who cares? Oh, yeah, who cares? It's freaks. Freaks everywhere. <laughs> um, which is so good. So good. Um, the, the title card at this point, Key, A Long yeah. Night's Journey Into Day. Um, do you know what that's a reference to? Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of a tough question. It's just, so I was just asking just while we're here. In the dark. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Wow. I mean, no, but I, <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> I, I think Eugene O'Neill, who's a really famous American playwright, I think his most famous play is A Long Day's Journey Into Night. Okay. Um, so it's just a riff, just spinning that around. I love the judgment in your, wow. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there was no judgment intended there. Um, Frasier's like, yeah, Roz at this point as well. She's talking about Kate and, you know, how they need to just pander to her to get off this goddamn graveyard shift. And she's like, well, saddle me up and ride me around the coffee room. Where's the coffee room? I mean, <laughs> I was like, what's a coffee room for starters? Is it, the, is it a staff room in the UK? And is it that room that we saw I, earlier? I think it must be because... I don't Why think they've got a, a specific room for. They don't like a little kitchen. I don't think for coffee because they go to the little machine, don't they? they they've got that little vending, or is that just a vending machine? The yeah, one but right I, outside. You do see people with coffees, but then are we just to believe Novosa is over the roads? So they get them from there, or I, I find it hard to believe they've got a coffee room. Because, I mean, they're, they're drinking Novosa coffee in this episode, aren't they? So. They, no, they can't have a coffee. I think it must be the room we've seen at the start. It's it must that- just be a break room or something. Um, and, but yeah. the break room's right next to the boss's office. It's a bit much. That's, I wouldn't like that. Like, I wouldn't like that. Um, just yeah. see them looking through their window every so often. Like, oh, that's 
got like, three yeah, minutes left. That's <laughs> a pretty long break you're taking there. <laughs> um, yeah, I hate that. I used to hate taking a break at work. Like we'd get like a 10 minute break off tills or something. And then you just go and sit in the staff room. Literally by the time you got the, we, the garden center was huge. By the time I got to sit down in the staff room, half the break has gone. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those. Fraser and Kate dueling again at this point. This is when they're in the, um, in the corridor and they're adjusting the frames. And, you know, she has the great line. Isn't it sad when bad things happen to good sentences? This, this is a line I use in everyday life. It's a great line. Is, great line. Like, especially when someone just sort of trails off and doesn't finish their sentence. Yeah. yeah. I use this a lot. And everyone looks at me like I'm being a complete dick. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's a quote. I'm quoting something. I'm quoting something. Don't you know, Frasier? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Like, season three, episode one. She's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> a really great little thing here that I love that I've never noticed before is Bulldog is hiding in the in KCL at 3 a.m. He's still yeah. there hiding because he was that scared of it. I mean, just the idea of him being in that room at that hour is is amazing to me. Um, so I mean we mentioned this right at the beginning of the episode, but Frazier's like shouting at Daphne at this point. Um seems a bit extreme to me. Like this is where he's like, you, you can put a sock in it and um he says he actually says something specifically to her to be quiet or he just says like stop or like stop talking or something like that yeah he says um he shouts but she says if you want my opinion he goes don't that's um <laughs> i've had my share of women's opinions for the week between the station's new reich's chancellor and Rosie's incessant whining as far as i'm concerned your entire sex can put a sock in it it's so so just like an unmeasured response at this point it's completely completely out of line from Fraser. I don't really I don't really get it cuz it, again it's just it's a completely over the top reaction. He's he is completely out of line. Mm. Um yes, I mean I don't think Kate is a particularly good boss because I think she's too, if your employees are scared of you, you're not a good boss. And if Bulldog's hiding in a corridor because he's scared of you, yeah, you're probably not a good boss. But at the same time, Fraser's react is just he's completely out of line and I'm surprised that Daphne is as nonchalant as she is about. It. I mean, obviously she whistles very loud to annoy him, mm-hmm. um, which I would also have done. I, I mean, I would have probably chucked something at him. To I'd, have, I'd have gone into his room with a starter's pistol. I would have <laughs> put a pillow over his head. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's he's a little bit out of line, isn't he, at this point? Oh, yeah. so. For me, not really many people, if anyone, in this episode is particularly likable. Mm. Just because the men all seem to have Niles doesn't really do anything in this episode he has a couple of few funny really funny moments coming just now but beyond that this is a very Niles light episode yeah um martin and fraser both just come across as quite sexist yeah um kate is just I, she's i just don't really she's too aggressive in her and it's just the way she like says things like you know hello like <laughs> like gritted teeth um sorry i'm just getting a cu- cup of tea here thank you so much oh a nice coffee look at that look at that it's like i'm like <laughs> Like the coffee room, um, but yeah, it is. I, I agree. I agree with you. Um, they are coming across quite sexist, but yeah, Kate's Kate's voice. It's just it's like she's speaking through her teeth all the time, like a child. Like it's it's really yeah, weird. It's, um, it's, a, it's clearly an affectation that I, I'm guessing she picked for the character. I don't think she acts all her roles like that, but um, it's, I don't know. I, I just assume that was her voice because I don't because I mean, it kind of shifts. She, she, she it really gets exaggerated in some sentences. Yeah, um, I. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I don't like her voice particularly. It does. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I'm just I'm checking now just to see if I've seen anything else that she's been in. But it's quite, it's a very distinctive voice, I'd say. 
Yeah, I, I just feel like that kind of intonation was a, a, a stylistic choice she chose for, you know, she just kind of amps it up at the end to certain things. And she says a yeah, few expressions that are just a bit weird. Um, be interested to see what the general consensus is on Kate. I mean, I will say the episode where she leaves, is it... Um, it's hard to say goodbye if you won't leave or something like that. That's I mean that's in about 14 episodes time. That's a really odd episode. And just the way they handle her exit is pretty dire. It's really weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. So I mean that's that's something to to come to. Yeah. Um Nars enters now with his little uh his packing heat. Um yes. generally just amazing the way he unders the little leather carry case, which in itself just seems ridiculous pulling out the starter's pistol. And like, I don't know if you caught this. He says, right, it fooled the like Guatemalan or whatever. He It fooled them, mate, yeah. from running away from hunters. Is that what he's... I, I wasn't sure what he actually... I think, the last I think, word he, was. I think it's meant to be hunters, but he, say, he says hunters. Yeah, I, I didn't hunters. know if it was some kind of like a political rage either at first. They're like, was they they fleeing or something. Um, what does KACL have it as? Um, Obviously, something. take it with a pinch of salt, as we've said, but... No, yeah, hunters, but with a J, J-U-N-T-A-S. J-U-N-T-A-S. Yeah, jun- well, junters... Is how it's uh, spelled. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so it's a like a military junta. Yeah, so. yeah, I've heard that term, a junta. I think we've always said junta. Um, oh yeah, from looking how it's pronounced, it both are correct. So I reckon, I reckon in the UK we say junta. Yeah. In America, you must say hunter, and it's a silent J. That makes a lot more sense. It did seem like I didn't think David Hyde Pierce would say hunter in that way. Um, so there we go. KCL actually bringing it, serving it up good for us. Um, I mean, the gun going off now. Frazier's, what the hell was that? Um, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, was I snippy? I thought I wasn't clear when I said there shouldn't be gunplay in my living room. Um, this is just fantastic. I think Fra- Kelsey's physical acting at this point is top notch for me. Yeah, for me, this is a it's a bright point of the episode. This little bit for me, it's, really it's, is. Yeah, it's a bit of fast. It's fun. It's horseplay. Um, I really like it. It's a it's fun, and it it, it takes it takes the edge off what's for me. It, what is quite a tense episode in terms of the relationship between Fraser and Kate mm. and the hostility between them. When you're in the the apartment, I think you get like a little bit of a break from that, or a little bit of a rest from from that atmosphere that is at KACL so I, I think having that comedic value here it sort of it amps up that that respite for the, the viewer yeah for sure um, I think it is a tense episode also just kind of flimsy a little bit in terms of what's actually going on there is almost no B plot the B plot is Niles buying the gun I mean that's what two minutes of airtime. Um, it's rare to not have a B plot it's fine if the A plot is absolutely stellar, but the A plot almost, you know, it's just kind of, it's just Frasier butting heads with a new manager, I guess, you know, it is all about season opener, let's introduce a new enemy to Frasier, I guess. Though it's clear there's sexual tension between the two of them, because they're both so similar. Um, an amazing title card, can you remember what the title card is um, for the next scene, when they're going to do the the sex show? Is it the one where it's like a crass point, or a it's a it's a pun that is crass if that's what you mean. It what? doesn't say it doesn't use the word crass or anything. Oh, okay. But it is crass, oh. as in like like it, it actually is. 
in the language term. Nothing you can have to remind me. Nocturnal transmissions. Um, Ooh, that's good. So that nocturnal. No, this is very graphic uh, for anyone who doesn't know, but a nocturnal emission is a wet dream. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's what nocturnal transmission is punning on. So it's quite quite on the nose there. Um, that's a real kind of, you know, close to the bone uh, sex joke there on Fraser. But I really, really enjoyed that. Um, what Probably one of my favourite underrated lines in this episode now, I love this, is just <laughs> Fraser say to Roz, you know, who's on the line? How should I know? I just got here. <laughs> I just love that line. She's just standing there. She's eating like Chinese food. She's in like a dress because obviously she's come from a date or a night out with Dennis Abbott or whatever. Yeah. Just, I just think that line, how should I know I just got here? Just the sheer unprofessionalism is is hilarious to me. And I, I, another line I absolutely love, it's him just saying, oh, well, my advice is to sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is some kind of joke? Make fun of the insomniacs? Um, we have now, okay, you're going to know who this is. Um, yeah. But just remind listeners, who is the celebrity caller at this point? And you know the one I'm talking about. I think, is it Matthew Broderick? Is that the it, one we're getting at? This is, uh, for me, the best ever calling on Frasier. Whoa, that's and, a big And, statement. I mean, I know it's a big statement, but from, from what I've seen at online communities, in Reddit and stuff over the years, this is very popular. Um, really? Yeah, for this, me? Is a, this is a really popular one with listeners. Uh, hey, Dr. Crane, it's Mark. Hello, Mark. I'm listening. Okay, uh... Well, I work at this all-night mini-mart, and um, I've been watching myself on the video camera, and the camera me is doing things I don't approve of. <laughs> For me, I think it's Ben... Uh, probably, I don't know, just oh, Ben yeah. Stiller with the... You okay there? Is his name Gary, is it? I think is, so. You okay there, Gary? <laughs> okay, I'm okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably my favourite. Yeah, to be honest, I, I forgot how much I love that one. Maybe that's my fave, but I love the Broderick one. Just, you know, camera me is doing things I don't approve of. Um, <laughs> I just, his voice is brilliant. You know, someone who I loved in Ferris Bueller and he's generally just a really great guy. Um, you know, just, yeah, I just I just love this. Um, and it is, as I say, I think it's a fairly popular one, but I'd be interested actually. That'd be a really good bonus episode way down the line favorite celebrity callers um yeah. and kind of compile a few get listens to write in with theirs we could play them as well um, i know um that'd be good fun another one i really like i think it's john lithgow when he calls up as uh, is it, is it um, madman oh, martinez madman martinez yeah he's like they're saying you're going crazy i say it's bargains everywhere <laughs> <laughs> they're crazy man, man. you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> i love that um oh yeah sorry the the, the freaks everywhere line from Roz is now mm. well, i said that earlier but i was misquoting this is when she's like i'll let you know who's on the line freaks freaks everywhere um so that's actually where she says this and then should- so Sorry, just the insomniac, I think Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you recognise her voice? Very famous. God, I didn't pay much attention. Um, give me, give me something she's in, and I'll take a stab at working it out. Star Wars. Oh my God, it's Carrie Fisher. It's Carrie Fisher, according wow. to uh, KACO. That's yeah. amazing. She means she, obviously the late Carrie Fisher. She was amazing. Um, that's really cool and great to have someone of that caliber on there as well. Um, I love that. She does a really good job um, yeah, in terms right. of like acting. I oh, you know you don't get much to, to work with. 
Um, now, probably one of my favorite set pieces, and I truly mean this from the whole show. This, the sex show that they now host is hilarious. Um, Frasier doing sex, 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 you know, I don't know if you're having it right now. <laughs> and then my favorite line from the episode, I've said this a few times, this is the best line. And again, I haven't compiled this definitively yet, but it's in my top 10 lines in the show. Hello, Cola. What are you wearing? <laughs> the way he says that, what are you wearing? And like his face, he looks really kind of animalistic. Um, and, you know, of course, thank you, Kitty, as well. You know, thank you, Kitty. Um, this is just amazing. I mean, what I don't understand, right, is that um, <clears throat> they decide that they're going to do this sex show, right? Yeah. And within 30 seconds, this woman has called up. <laughs> I've done nothing, I'm naked. What, what was she <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it literally goes from from Fraser Crane show to porn line in like two <laughs> seconds. But she, she must have already been on hold. So what? <laughs> Did she just she, go with it? Is this she's been naked she for up? a long time? <laughs> That is really that's a really good point. It's just it just doesn't miss a beat, does she? Is she just is listening to the Fraser Crane show, what she's into, and then thought, yes, this is my moment. My two worlds can combine. <laughs> it's like bam, the red lights on in the window. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, just it, that's a really incredible caller. But just yeah, I love this set piece so much. Just the whoosh, yeah, <laughs> the little whip <laughs> noise and Fraser's just face and you know taking his clothes. Off and, you know, and inviting her to come now. to the, the station. Like, Hop in a cab. I'm not wearing any pants. I'm not wearing any pants. And then Ross, like, going, woo. Um, <laughs> just so good. I've just put another bullet point. Kate's voice in this meeting is so weird. I think she just, again, in this particular meeting in the office, she amps it up again. Uh, she It just does sound strange. Um, and I do like the line, though, guess again, Captain Midnight, when he's like, well, I guess I'll be keeping my, getting my old time slot back. That's just a really quick retort, which I liked. Um, but yeah, just enjoyed that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, it is a good scene. It's a good scene. And again, I don't really mean to Kate, but it feels like, <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It's, you're obviously, we're very much set up against Kate. As much as you don't like Frage, I don't like Frage in this episode yeah. at all, to be honest. But you are very much, I think the audience is meant to be on his side and we're meant to see Kate as unreasonable. I think we are, but it's as I get older, I'm like, yeah, the older... both as bad as each other and Fraser's just being a bit of an unprofessional goon. Yeah, basically. I mean, Kate is completely right in what she's saying. I think she's just too aggressive in the way she's saying it mm. because she doesn't try to like communicate or speak to her employees. She just wants to rule by fear. Yeah, she does. And Frasier is completely unprofessional and that he's disregarding what his boss says and he's not listening to her. Mm. They're both as bad as each other. Um, like, they yeah. are. They are. And I think that's probably, you know, what they wanted to establish pretty early on in the season. Here's, mm. here's two people that are very alike. Um, they're probably going to come together at some point, you know, irresistible force meeting an unmovable object type deal. Um, I just I, my, my final bullet point, actually, is probably a bit premature in terms of the... Um, the end of the episode but i mean i don't think much happens after this like you know fraser comes out doing his fake concession so they both have the balance again i um, don't really get that either oh yeah because all he gets out of it is um getting his classical music which well no he he gets his he just gets his time slot back oh yeah but i he guess doesn't that's have what he to wanted do... yeah 
but the thing is, right, everyone... But he has to do theme shows, doesn't he? No, he doesn't have to do theme shows. Oh, I thought he said, um, you know, I'm going to do theme oh. shows, whether you like it or not. And then she's like, if you do, no. I'll fire you. Yeah, and he's like, damn. Oh, As if to okay. say she's saying... So basically, they keep it exactly the same, but they make it seem like Fraser wanted to make the change and Kate wanted to keep it the same and Kate won. But the oh, thing is, yeah. everyone at the station would already know that, I mean... They're all going to know Frasier's not the sort of guy who's like, oh, no, I hate classical music at the start of my show. Mm. But they're going to know full well the position. So it doesn't say face at all. I mean, when we get to their playing our song and we see the orchestra music he wants for his theme tune, we know that. I love that song. That episode is amazing. Um, I've got like a little secret that I'm planning for that episode. I mean, it's it's many seasons down the line, like two years away. So, but yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's a weird concession and how they finally reconcile. But I mean, before they go in, well, before he storms out and like Gil's like, I'm going to give her a, you call this a hollandaise sauce look. And that narrows his eyes. He doesn't get much to do in this episode. That's a phenomenal line from Gil. Um, and he has like that, that he does that stupid face, like smiling at her, like nothing and runs away when she comes out. Um, Oh, that might have been earlier. I can't remember. No, I think you're right. Yeah, they... Um, but it's just, yeah, really they... good. Really good. Um, but in terms of like the actual ending of the episode, maybe a little bit flat. Um, yeah. we, they had to give Fraser his time slot back, basically. I'd have quite liked a whole episode where it's just Fraser and Roz working the, the midnight shift, you know, and then it stays in their booth for the whole episode. Um just as maybe the second episode of this season um, before they've actually reconciled. I don't know why. I just love that idea of like a really funny, quiet bottle episode. That really appeals to me. But I feel like if I had my way, every episode would be a bottle episode. <laughs> I just tend to want to do that. No, I agree with you. I think the stakes aren't particularly high throughout. Basically, mm-hmm. this entire episode is that Frasier gets moved to a time slot he doesn't want. Can he get it back? Yeah. yeah. And you know at the end of the episode, he's going to get it back. Yeah. And there are some funny moments but there are also quite a lot of moments, I think, great, just a little bit. I'm with um, you. I'm with you. Which is, it's weird because this is an episode that I felt I liked a lot more an hour ago when I actually just watched it. So maybe it's an episode I quite like. And whenever I think and ponder on it, I, I do it a disservice. Mm. Um, but for me, I'm just, I'm not a fan of the whole Kate and Frasier relationship and the dynamic between them. It, I don't find it particularly endearing. I, I just, it grates on me, to be honest mm. with you. That leads me very neatly onto my next question, Kate. Is this in your top 10? <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess. Well, I, I think everyone knows that it obviously must be. Um, uh, it's not. No, in it, it, is, it is not in my top 10, no. It's not in mine either, so I'm just going to make a little note of that just for my own records. Uh, actor pick, have you gone with, Kate? It was a tough one. When you when you start an episode by saying, I didn't like any of the characters in this episode, <laughs> it is a tough one. I'm just trying to find my notes of the actual list of actor picks. I'll get them later. But uh, I am going to go with the one character I thought was probably closest to being likable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Roz. Oh! I, I, I know that... I mean, okay, just in terms of the breakdown, Daphne and Niles, I don't... I just they don't have enough to do, I don't think, to justify giving it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin acts a bit sexist. I'm not a fan of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, ditto for Frasier. Again, quite sexist. He, unprofessional. I, I don't particularly like him in the episode, which is tough. He has some really funny moments. His interaction in the apartment with Niles, the whole sex radio program is, is good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... The pompous, he's, he's too pompous and a bit too sexist for me to give it to him in this one. 
Um, Kate, she's just she's too aggressive. She grates on me. She annoys me. Whereas Roz is the nice balance a little bit. She's not as aggressive or is over. Like she doesn't. She hates Kate because Kate doesn't give her what she wants. But she doesn't judge Kate because she's a woman. And I feel like Fraser does. So I'm going to give it to Roz because also she's very very good as you say in the the uh, sex in the episode, kitty episode. Shall we say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, give it to Roz. Who do you think I've gone with, Kelly? Who do you think I've gone with? I think you've gone with Fraser. It was Fraser. It was Fraser because he has he has my favourite line. Hello, caller. What are you wearing? And I mean that is genuinely one of my all times. Um, he's amazing with the like, you know, yeah, after the whip noise and. <laughs> I did, you know, he has some great moments in this, but but I've gone for Roz. Um, wow. And I love the fact that you did too, purely because the line, who cares? I just got here is hilarious. Freaks, freaks everywhere is hilarious. Frasier wants to know if you prefer to be the spanker or the spanky. <laughs> the spanky. Um, just the way she says that, it's literally like listening to a porn line. Um, and I mean, if I was a teenager in 90s Seattle and Perry Gilpin was doing a porn line, I'd probably have phoned in. Um, I just think it's, she's brilliant. Um, so yeah, Roz gets my my pick of the week. So not bad. I think that's three for me for Roz now. I, I think, think we're both on three. I have to, I have I like to check my mm. figures. but I think um, you're right, actually. I think you're right. I think we're both on, on three for Roz now. So she's slowly but short given that we've said so many times that she hasn't had much to do even up to this point really she's creeping um, in she's uh she's showing her worth when she is on on screen i think and i think daphne had some decent moments in this as well i think most of her lines are relatively funny although she doesn't have much to do you know that's a good sign you know the writing for daphne hasn't been great up to this point i think we've said that fairly yeah. I'm hoping, I'm just looking ahead at this season. This season, I'm hoping, is the season Daphne really starts to make her mark. I think so. Um, um, obviously, we've got Moon Dance. That's a brilliant episode. Um, Directed yeah. by Kelsey as well. Um, yeah. One of his. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. For, fingers crossed. For for, fingers crossed for Recklia, our resident. <laughs> will Daphne get actor pick of the week? Kennedy Burlinkey, what would he make of She's the Boss? And what would he make of Kate Costas? Mate, I don't think... Kennedy would answer to any boss. Simple no. as that. He walks in and he controls the room. He's mm. like, he just walks in. You're all fired. <laughs> you're he was. He, he also ruled with fear. He's old workplace. <laughs> oh, I he mean, did. If he didn't care. What would a sex episode of KACL at midnight look like with Kennedy hosting? Can you? Can well, you... Honestly, right. All he'd have to do is go. You're on with Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> and that all night, oh <laughs> naked. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. then um, Marta just be caught up going I like him <laughs> I like Kennedy thank you Key. no further explanations needed all that remains to see things out now is to play who's crazy anyway so let me get your quote for you which I haven't prepared um, so bear with me here Kate. okay oh I think I, I think I might have one here mm, there we go who says good morning it's only used once okay, you both say, okay you, so they actually say good morning they don't say just morning or I say good morning. Good morning. Okay. Good morning. What are the times that we see someone in the morning? So we must, we see Frasier getting up, obviously, when um, Niles with the starter pistol. So that's my first thought is that maybe it's in that scene. The only other thing is maybe on these, one of his evening shows, obviously it's 3 a.m. Maybe Frasier, someone says it ironically, like, oh, good morning to you. It's only, you know, we're into the early hours now. I am. Um, Good thinking going on here. Good thinking. Some good thinking. <laughs> now no, we decide, thinking. do we want some interesting thinking or a good one? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm going to say maybe Niles, maybe after he's done the starter pistol, Frazier runs in, he's like, oh, well, good morning to you or something like that. I yeah. think at that point he does say either, I think he says morning, Frazier, only just yeah. getting up or something like that. The yeah. good morning I have is, as you correctly posited, when he comes out of the booth after the midnight show and uh, Kate's in the corridor and oh. she says, good morning. And then he says, oh, hello, enjoying your new time slot. Um, what also, by the way, what hours is Kate working? Yeah, why is she there? She's still there at like three in the morning. She's there for the meeting the following day um, after the sex call. Yeah. She's there whenever bald, like she must be doing 20 hours a day at least. I mean, no, I mean, I've criticized her for being aggressive, but if I'm doing 20 hours a day, I'll be pretty aggressive too. So. <laughs> yeah, very valid question. I don't think like Tom Durant would be there at those, those hours. Well, he's, he's gone, well, he's gone to the theater, hasn't he? He's gone to the theater and then he's hitting up a cocktail bar afterwards, man. He doesn't care. Who knows? Um, okay. So shall we jump over to listener mail this week? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Raz, who's our next caller? So slightly different format for listeners this week. Um, I was going to put something on Facebook and Twitter. I don't know if I did or not, so forgive me if I didn't. But um, essentially, we're, we've got a problem, which is an amazing problem to have, which we never thought we'd have, is that we get a lot of listener mail each week now. And the comments are obviously getting longer because people are you know, sharing more with us. They feel they can comment more because they know us better. Um, we read them all. That's something we should say. But reading them all out isn't going to be viable, we don't think, going forward, just because this section of the episode just becomes very long. Long. it's quite tough to edit you know obviously we have a lot of stuff going on in the week as well and editing is you know quite time consuming so we're going to try and model on different episodes of podcasts that we've listened to in the past where they they do a mailbag type deal where essentially we will try and pick you know three to five out each week and read them out and we'll try and pick up some varied ones if we can but we'll make sure that we we pick if we don't pick you one week and you comment the next we will be looking for you that next week and we'll try and keep a rotor going um how does that sound to you okay yeah, and the other thing just to say, if you're a first time commenter, then we should try and prioritize Big people. Of, yeah, just to make sure that everyone gets a chance to, to have a comment and be heard. You know, Absolutely. Like so if you are listening, a lurker who hasn't actually commented before and you want to, then this is your chance. Um, we will uh, we'll definitely prioritize you. Um, but I mean, all the people that regularly comment, we just want to say how much we love reading your stuff. Please continue to do it because we read them anyway. Um, and it's lovely to have the community online. But hopefully you understand the logistics of reading out, you know, five, you know, two, two to three hundred word comments per person you know can can get quite long okay so we've had a lot of actually unique new first time posters this week so we're going to just read them out um and also uh Corey and hamish as they put the effort into write three trivia questions in each week and obviously they've been doing that since the start we're going to continue to read out Corey and hamish's stuff um because they are like kennedy burling part of the institution of we're listening um so it's only fair we think so one more penguin who i'm fairly certain we've never heard from before just put there's a fraser podcast holy cow which i responded um you know Hopefully you check us out, but I did say there's quite a few podcasts on Fraser as well, and I've kind of listed a few of the others. So if they hate us, they've got other options with Will and Jace and Anita Flores, etc. But yeah, nice to hear. One more penguin. And next up, we've got Napoleon with a fez, mm. who says, um, I know this is supposed to be a review of the episode, but I think the best bit of your review was the cheese discussion and how much horror Will managed to put into the word warm. Warm! <laughs> um, Key, you are missing out so much. Um, putting cold grated cheese in a hot spag bowl so it all melts slowly is just heaven. Mm. Now, for the episode, this episode could very well be in my top 10, I think. Just so many fantastic lines, and it's so warm. And it, but it manages not to fall into corny. Favorite line is probably 
until I end up feeling like a zebra carcass on the Serengeti surrounded by burping vultures. Uh, the way he just, he says burping vultures just makes me laugh every time. Brilliant. It's just uh, for those listening as well, if it's not clear, this these are comments about Dark Victory. So the end of season two, I did realize I didn't actually say that. Um, so people might think these are, some of them, some of them are about She's the Boss, some of them are about past episodes. Um Mike Swee, unfortunately, Mike, you did put a trivia question and I responded to you on Reddit, but I'm so sorry because it wasn't with the normal MK or CAM, which is where we collect all the trivia questions. I completely forgot about it. But your question was, what piece of classical music did Frasier and Kate have a dispute about? Which, of course, was Bartok's Concerto. Um, so we did discuss that at length. So hopefully you don't feel too shortchanged there. Um, but by all means, if you want to get involved with trivia, um, just respond to to Mischief Knight or or. Corey another uh, two to Hamish and I'll get you involved uh, next up we've got Mischief Knight who says really good episode I'm a cheese guy and love that aside warm <laughs> uh, made me almost do a spit, spit take love that um, good shout on it also being Martin's birthday near the end of the season which I believe will be undermined with Gift Horse which is early in season five mm. um, also says that when Argle Gargle Goobble Goob uh, mentions the name Sloan and Frazier sneers at it, it may be a very deep cut reference back to Cheers. In a Cheers pilot, D- uh, Diane enters the bar with Summer Slo- Sumner Sloan, who is her fiance at the time. Over the course of the episode, Sumner eventually abandons Diane at the bar after reconciling with his ex-wife, which is why Diane remains at Cheers. It's very likely that when Diane first meets Frasier as a patient, she tells him of this and then goes on to do the exact same thing to Frasier. So that name always probably strikes a bit of a nerve for our hero. It's such a good observation. Um, In terms of this episode, uh, just goes on to say that Kate says aberrant sexual practices as a possible theme, which seems to have latched onto Frasier's mind as he writes for his theme song. The whole catalogue of human behaviour from the aberrant to the monstrous lurks behind a locked door to which one man holds the key. Holds the key! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In season one, episode six, The Crucible, Frasier has to ask Roz what a sump pump is. Uh, he must have learned as he uses it as a metaphor when ranting to Kate. There you go. So it was Corey that made that point. Um, excellent point, to be honest. It stuck with me enough to, to remember it in the review. So, yeah, great stuff. Uh, Cam Winston, Kia Ora, my boys. Stark victory. Fabulous way to sign off season two and the podcast that went with it was superb. I'm glad my trivia was tougher this week as I take my time to find cryptic questions in the episode just to make you think. There's some extra R&D just to get a particular link to the show. Think the Paul Simon question. Now we all move on to the Kate Costas face of our favourite sitcom and then Bob. Shit. But enough about that. We need to talk about cheese. Warm cheese, really. See, what I love cheese. What is going on here? <laughs> Apart from that feral variety known as blue and sometimes the colder the better but hands down the best moment of that whole tangent was Will's warm. <laughs> a lot of people love that warm. <laughs> um, you get a CB just for that. Corey and I even discussed the hilarity of this afterwards. Anyway, peace and as always up the villa. This this is the mountain I will die on, okay? I'm not having this. Cold hey, cheese is if a no-no. The people have spoken. Your cheese the practices. people are wrong. <laughs> your aberrant cheese practices. <laughs> this is not. This podcast is not a democracy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I will rule with an iron fist. Okay? <laughs> Next up, uh, we have um, Miss Worcester, uh, who just says that a dark victory has always been a favourite in my top ten for sure. Um, she then also just goes on. I won't. Uh, it's quite detailed, so. Uh, I won't. I won't read it all out. But it goes on. Um, she goes on about the uh, the enneagram, um, which is regarding, I think, personality types and how people react in different situations, uh, and particularly relates it to Frazier's behaviour in 
dark victory. So if anyone interested in that, that's a really, really interesting comment. Um, if anyone wants to have a look at that on the Reddit subreddit. Is it called the subreddit? Well, listeners, I will seem to have frozen. And I don't know if it's a subreddit or not. So, um, yeah, go on the Reddit page. I'm sure if, if, if most people obviously have seen the Reddit page. So go on now. And um, it's a really interesting comment. Um, next up, we I think, I don't know where Will is. So this could just be me finishing off the podcast. Um, I think then we have a new comment right at the end, which is Queen Shortcoming, who says, Hello, Will and Kay. Discovered the podcast yesterday. I am so excited to keep following it. Frasier can be selfish in so many ways. But as you pointed out, this is the best of Crane here, especially because each character in the household that he helps insults him in the middle of it in one way or another, even though Niles is actually the only one with a direct issue with Frasier. So, for instance, Roz refers to him being a tedious know-it-all who gives point- pointless advice. Daphne, um, her friends call him a pompous ass. Martin talks about how he lives in his own head doing his little radio show. And Niles says that Sorry, Will is just calling me. One moment, listeners. Uh, yeah, I was actually just going to carry on. I'm just reading out my last comment. <laughs> so, hello, oh, listeners. Um, but I'll um, I'll stop it now, and then we'll see if it, it uploads. But it is it's still recording. It's still. If it's still recording, just drop me an invite if you can, and I'll come back in. Will. Okay. What's the best way? Facebook or email or. Um, I will send it by Facebook if that's easiest for you. So, listeners, that was a sneak insight of the behind-the-scenes discussions that happens on the We're Listening podcast. Um, Will's Will's power is cutting out, so it's uh, I've been I have been upgraded from co-host to main host, which is a big big honor for me. Um, I'm conscious I'm in the I was in the middle of reading out a, a, a comment, and now I don't know where I am. Um, as you can tell, I'm easily flustered in these situations, uh, and I'm having to get back in so I can send Will access to the rest of the podcast um i will come back to the episode that i was doing <laughs> i will come back to the review i was doing um as i send well this thing and try and multitask uh, evidently i cannot multitask uh and things are starting to freeze on me which is not good we're still going we can do this we can do this listeners okay this is okay I've, well okay okay we're getting there we're getting there um so how are we all doing you know yeah, hope everyone's good. It's snowing, which is it's nice. Um, while I try and get into get well back on, um, yeah, just to finish off Queen Shortcoming's comment, um, Niles also refers to Fraser as a, a glib or be insightful radio pundit. So, be it secondhand from a cow haberdasher or from the horse's mouth, Fraser doesn't get defensive or even mention it in his ending monologue. For me, this is a very redeeming Fraser episode. It's a really good point, actually. Something I didn't necessarily consider at all. So, really, really good point from Queen Shortcoming there, and um, and great to have them join the community. Um, so I think we're, we're pretty much at the end. Um, either I'm going to side off, which is going to just confuse everyone, or we're going to get Will back in and Will will be able to sign off. But I'm having difficulties in sending Will the link to get back into the Zoom. Honestly, it could be a great alternative episode, couldn't it? If me signing off instead of Will, just to psych everyone out. Just uh, How does Will sign off? I probably should know it. Um, is it? So next week, we'll be looking at Season 3, Episode 2. Wow, this is hard. I forgot how many episodes out of this. Um, we're all working out now why Will is the boss in this relationship. Um, okay, okay. Next week, we'll be listening to uh, Season 3, Episode 2, Shrink Wrap. 
But until then, I've been Will. I've been Kay. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. See, I could do that, right? I could definitely. There's room for me to be promoted in this field. <laughs> thank God. Thank God that this is a two-person podcast. We're Listening would um, very, very quickly um, fall to the ground if um, this was a one-man show. Yeah. Will said, um, feel free to discuss what's happening in my absence and finish off, um, which a lot of this is probably going to get cut because, <laughs> because I am not good at being a soul man show, clearly. Um, that pause before the we're listening, that's what does it, isn't it? That's what really sells it. You know, just if, thank you very much for listening to we're listening, that doesn't work. It's the, thank you very much for listening to we're listening. Like that's, that's what, that's, um, yeah. That's that's the big moment. Oh God, this is going to be so much. Willie's going to have a nightmare editing this. Bloopers for season three are going to be extensive at the end of the season. I can tell you that much. Oh God. So I should say I probably should explain Will's absence. Will's been having some electrical problems, and uh, his his uh, the electricity and his house has cut out. Um, so he's had to get that sorted which has left me holding the baby, so to speak. But the baby is a, a bag of flour who I've inadvertently run through. <laughs> oh, God, Will, when he sees this back, he's going to have a nightmare. Okay, oh. can you uh, hear me? <laughs> uh, I'm currently connected via my um, phone because the Wi-Fi won't load, so I'm kind of hot-spotting, so the connection's going to be awful, so I'm going to leave the video off. Okay. Um, how come you're laughing if something bad happened? <laughs> I'm just... I've just been talking to listeners for like five minutes to fill silence. No way. You didn't I, have to. You know, I can you, edit the silence out. <laughs> you could have you said have, nothing. You have got so much editing to do, mate. Oh, no. You should have just said nothing. <laughs> oh, oh, where just, did you get to? Have you read all the listener mail out? Um, well, I was reading the last comment. Realised yeah. you'd gone. I was halfway through it. Realised you'd gone. Then there was a slight tangent of me realising you'd gone and trying to get you back. And then I went, actually, I'll, I'll just go back to the comment and finish it off. So do we, the comment has been read. Okay. It's a tangent okay. mid-comment. So if you want me to read it, just let me know. Okay. No, I'm going to leave that in. That's fine. Oh, God, don't, read, don't leave it in, mate. It's painful. It's okay. So uh, sorry about that, but I just listeners might have told, uh, could tell from the last time Key was reading the comment out there, but I, I've been having power surges in my house at the moment and all the... Uh, all the sockets keep going off, so everything shut down. We were worried about losing the Zoom recording, though. I'm fairly certain it should be fine. It says uh, it's, it's still, still recording. Still recording. So everything looks like it should be it should be a okay. Um, but yeah, thanks for the listener mail. Uh, we again, we're going to you know try and feel this mailbag format up as we go along. Um, but we hopefully it will be a good way of, of doing things going forward. Um, uh, next week, Key, it's season three, episode two. Okay, what's the title of that episode? Please? It is Shrink Wrap. Shrink Wrap. As, as listeners will know, I knew off the top of my head, it came straight to me. I didn't have to look it up. At <laughs> you all. didn't have to look it up at all. And I won't be providing any video evidence of you looking it up. <laughs> um, but I'm really looking forward to that a little bit more. Uh, well, I think, is Kate in that episode? I don't think so. I think it's the one where um, Niles and Frasier fall out. Yes. Uh, that where he moves into um he takes a, a room in his office yes and they end up basically going to couples therapy together that's a decent effort i like that so looking forward to that um but other than that i've been will i've been key and thank you very much for listening to we're listening 
Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh, my And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. 